This is Real Moms 2 Podcast. We are the podcast for the mom who is looking to connect with other relatable, empathetic, authentic, liberated moms. Welcome to your virtual mommy village. If you love what you hear, leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. And if you really, really love us, leave a comment. Also, don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Real Moms 2. That's T-O-O. Hey everyone, this is Alana P, and I'm here with my favorite co-host, CSE. Hey everybody. <laughs> so February is the month of love, so happy Valentine's Day. Yes, that's Valentine's, not times. <laughs> some of us mamas are trying to get our sexy back, and some of us are just trying to figure out what the heck is going on with my body. It just don't work like it used to. Where did my sex drive go? So... This episode, we have decided to bring in our friend, licensed mental health therapist, Shante Meadows. You are in for a treat. If you thought that Sex Plans episode was thebomb.com, you are really going to enjoy this one. I mean, we discussed so many things from our bodies changing, the chemical imbalances that occur, hormones, to... Um, how about sex is not just about sex? Who knew? Yeah, that, that, that blew my mind. <laughs> There's so much more to our bodies and sex drives, our libido that we have no idea about. And Shante Meadows is a great person that we have decided to bring on to talk about these things to help us understand mental triggers, um, how to love your new body. And the fun part, tips and tricks on what you can do with your partner, especially with Valentine's Day being tomorrow. So we hope you enjoy this episode. Hey, everyone. We are here with Shantae Meadows, our licensed therapist. Hopefully she becomes our annual, monthly, weekly licensed Look, therapist to for just the come whole, on. All the real moms out <laughs> there. Anytime we need help, hey, Shante, we need <laughs> you. No, <laughs> yes. She's our friend, and we are excited to finally have her on the show. We've been wanting to have her on for a while. Yes. So we're going to get into the nitty-gritty. So welcome, Shante. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yay. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Um, we know that you are a mom and a, quote, air quotes, new mom of, go <laughs> ahead, I'm going to let you just get it out. Yes, out I there. am a new mom of 11-month-old twins. Well, there'll be 11 months in a week. Oh, Jesus, help me. <laughs> so I'm a mom of four boys, but the latest surprise blessings, <laughs> as we call them, <laughs> the surprise blessings are 11 months, and they're two boys. And they're fraternal. They're handfuls like nobody's business. <laughs> they're balls of energy. Like having other two, but then having two at the same time is a whole nother ball. <laughs> Twins. Twins. I, I pray for you often. Please do. Please do. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> and I pray that God don't have that same sense of humor with me, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> and it is a sense of humor. Like, I mean, I share with people we were not trying. It was not a... Oh, we gonna have more? No, we thought we were done. So mm -hmm. the age difference between the they're ten as a ten year old, a seven year old, and then now eleven month old twins, and so we were done. I can't see my face. But God <laughs> said no. I have something <laughs> special for you. Is what He said, and not one life, but two lives. And I, okay, Jesus. I can say and joke that now. I can be very honest. When that doctor told me there was two, I literally looked at her and, and cussed that poor lady out. <laughs> Thank God she had been my gynecologist for a while, so she didn't take it personal. She was okay. But I she was, was like, okay. you're lying. And I kept calling her a liar. And read her face. She was like, you're lying. There's not two. So, so yeah. she survived. She survived. survived. Yeah. So yeah. tell us about your professional side. My professional side. So I am a licensed clinical social worker, but my uh, specialty is mental health. So I am a therapist of adults, 18 and older. Um, college age population is a large part of my specialty. Couples are my specialty. Um, I work a lot with also black women and mental health and life balance, wife, motherhood, career, all mm. of those things in that transition and trying to find that balance. And then once again, with my couple's specialty is um, 
keeping connection, communication open. I am uh, trained and certified in sex therapy. And that helps actually not just with couples, but with women. Um, anything from um, just how to be a woman in your own body, your own skin. Um, that comes with things where uh, some of my specialties are things I is helping a woman just feel comfortable in her skin to be able to um, live her best life. So that's not just about the sex. That's also just what thoughts go in her mind, breaking a lot of the uh, things that society tell us as a woman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it. So we brought her on today because Valentine's Day is tomorrow. Yes. So while y'all getting ready for <laughs> y'all, boom, chicka, boom, boom. <laughs> We want to make sure y'all are well equipped. Okay. Yes, yes we do. So, so as <laughs> women and mothers, you may be dealing with a lot of things or maybe not dealing with a lot of things. So we just want to make sure you have the information you need just in case. So that you can get your freak on, okay? Just, just in case it, it just there. in case it goes Boy, down. Yeah. Just in case it goes down several times tomorrow, okay? <laughs> I don't know how you do, but I'm just saying. Okay. Okay, so let's start this conversation off with okay, you're a mom now, so we know what you had to do to get there, right? Yeah. <laughs> Um, you you just became a mom, whether you're a new mom or you've had several kids. And after you had that baby, your body goes through some changes. Can we talk about what are some of the different changes that women's bodies go through post-baby that kind of impact your sexual life? Well, I don't think it's just the body, real mm-hmm. talk. I mean, it's the mind. Um, to carry a child, it's a whole process. I mean, your body changes, but... Right, we know the chemicals in your body change, your hormones change. Um, with that can come the way you think, the way you feel. So, truthfully, um, after having a baby, it's about adjusting to, and let me say this, it's stages. And I say it's stages because, right, you have probably your six weeks to three months post-baby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you have your three months to probably nine ten months and then you have your 10 months to probably two years and almost honestly how i look at it is you know how when you take your baby to the doctor you go originally you go Mm -hmm. like six weeks three months six that's almost also how your body and your mind is changing in that process and some of that is because if you think about it your baby is changing and developing and you're getting so there's a whole bunch of process to this there's how they're sleeping and mm-hmm. they may sleep different at six weeks three months nine months yes. yes so every one of those doctor's appointments your sleep may be different so based on your sleep being different your mood may be different mm-hmm. and right all of this goes into sex i very often tell people sex is not just about sex and that's one of the things that i know um it's just easy to throw it around to be like sex is just about sex, but mm-hmm. it's so much about what you think, what you feel, what you look at, what you hear. It's a whole encompassing process. And so when you think about, am I getting enough sleep? Probably not. Mm-hmm. If you're not, and as your sleep gets better, if you have good days, your hormones are different, your mood is different, so you may your libido may be different. Mm-hmm. So you look at it from that perspective. You look at your body. You have to think, is this woman anywhere from a vaginal delivery from a C-section delivery? So everything yeah. is in a stage-based process, so it's not like it's never a one-size-fit-all. Mm-hmm. And then it's also a, like, what stage in the process are you at? Because your body has to heal, so there's a physical and that looks different from a vaginal birth to a C-section birth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, breastfeeding versus not breastfeeding. Because yeah. there's hormones that your body has to produce to be able to produce the milk, which is very similar to the hormones that's needed to carry a baby. So, like, if your libido was kind of different when you were pregnant, it's not going to switch just because wow. you had the baby. Because the hormones you need to produce the milk is still being produced. And so then once you Lines stop breastfeeding, yeah, my mouth is open. No. <laughs> like <laughs> like once you stop breastfeeding, you go through a whole nother change. So there goes your libido change again. Yes. So like we really got to think about it in stages and not just think about it as like, oh, if I'm going to have sex, how I'm going to have sex. No, like where am I at in this stage? Am I breastfeeding? Did I have vaginal birth? Did I have a traumatic birth? How did my body, how did I carry? Um. You know, some women may have only carried in their breasts. Some carried only in their stomach. So then, like, then there's a physical, like, 
I got to get used to this extra skin that may be a somewhere. <laughs> this is everywhere. Extra skin everywhere. So, but <laughs> I mean, like, right. You, and, you know, we joke about, oh, well, the spread. So, like, did I have the face spread? Did mm-hmm. I have, where mm-hmm. did I, did I retain a lot of water? Um, I can even say, like, in my different pregnancies, I didn't always retain water. The, the last one, I retained so much water mm-hmm. that, like, I mean, take, I was wearing the, I had to wear the pa- the holes because yeah. I couldn't, and my swelling was so bad it hurt. Wow. So mm. Even post pregnancy, I still didn't. I swole more. Wow. So like, right? That's an adjustment. So I'm like, we really got to look at this as breaking it down into stages and not just being as simple as post baby. No, gotcha. where is the baby and where is my body? So like I said, you could almost maybe break it down into the doctor's appointments and every one of those your libido is going to change probably with every one of those appointments so it's not at all encompassing just my libido just Ooh. my desire this, now, this is really going back i'm yeah. going back to like okay when i got pregnant when i had her i'm really now i'm feeling like okay now it's making sense mm-hmm. yeah can you explain what libido is for people because i'm not gonna lie yeah. no, I, uh, libido is a nice word it's a nice word to say desire Oh. It's a nice word to say. It's the medical word. You know, when you want to be all educated and fancy, you say libido. When you just, <laughs> in other words, you could say you in the mood, you right. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's I mean that's the correct terminology is libido, and it's the desire. And okay, what what is very interesting in our field when you look at desire, there's so much that comes with desire. Desires probably we can in our the mental health field, you can um kind of break things down into like is it a a physical disorder or mental health and one of them is desire desire is actually probably one of the hardest things to kind of treat and look at because mm. desire it's all encompassing it's my mind say, my it's body. probably mm. impacted by a lot it's of a lot of Past, things present everything smell yep absolutely all <laughs> yeah. your senses taste sight mm-hmm. smell absolutely so when you talk desire and trying to even like increase libido increase desire you have to there's so much that encompasses that that's what's the connection in the relationship what's their arguments and what's the communication style um are you a smells person and i very Mm. much i tell my clients all the time like it's important to know do smells bother you don't smells do you like certain smells um taste touch like are you a tactile person? Like all mm. of that goes into desire yes, because one little thing can happen and that it's like a meter and it's like if the meter yep. is going up and it's moving, one thing can happen and that daggone meter go down or one <laughs> thing can happen and that meter go, go up. Know, if your teeth ain't brushed, don't, <laughs> even, don't even come my way. But no, that's real. It's a that quick thing. Funny. It smells. Um, people don't realize um, like smells can be very um, – it can turn people on. So it, it's like we think of people things almost even in like the erogenous zones, the areas of our body that may, if you kiss, you touch, it can arouse you. Well, there's also smells that can arouse you. Mm-hmm. Um, like if you are a person uh, who are real, like who is into smells, like you'll usually see, I say burnt incense, wear colognes, wear yeah. oils. Um, you can even buy things that have pheromones in them, which, you know. Oh, okay, so hold on. There's a whole bunch in there. So how do we figure out what gets our libido going? Because here's the thing. Some of us was like, shoot, you know, it is what it is. But as soon as you get pregnant, you're like, whoa, wait, what happened? That don't work no more. Or it's like, whoo, okay, I need to slow down. We we little bunny rabbits right now. (laughs) And then the baby comes. So we go through these stages. So how do you figure out what works in those stages? Well, once again, it's not a one-size-fit-all. And when I say it's not a one size fit all, it's also not a all or nothing. And it's what works today may not work tomorrow. And I think every person, when they have a partner, they have to be careful of that because I think sometimes people get in the habit of being like, oh, well, this is working right now. And then their partner can be like, oh, okay, so I'm going to do that like every time. And then like they mad when that time <laughs> don't work. So I'm always very cautious when I'm like, okay, this is not a one size fit all. This is not yeah. an all times fit all. And honestly, sometimes for some women, it's like um, because – um so much goes into it it's like having a toolbox and you need to Ooh. have several tools in the toolbox like if you building something you putting something together some days you may need just a hammer some days you may need a flat screwdriver some days you may need a <laughs> so some days you may need a whole bunch of tools to get the 
to get the thing built. Okay, to get the thing That was sexually implied, okay? We get that was. sexual toolbox. Use <laughs> the name of this episode now. <laughs> sexual toolbox. So, what, and I say that to be like, so when you're younger, absolutely, you... The connection is there. It's kind of almost when you look at the cycle of a relationship. Initially, when a relationship first starts, we're just infatuated. We're in this like, I'm so in love. This This is is my food. And so there's so much that was. But once you have a baby, the relationship changes. So, like, understand this isn't just. That's why I say sex is never just about sex. Mm -hmm. Because the relationship also changes. Um, And then we talk about, like. Right. Women aren't getting a lack of sleep. Well, if you have a partner who's also somewhat trying to hold it down, too, they not getting no sleep either. <laughs> so you got two people not getting any sleep. Yeah. I always laugh because I always say if you, we look at sleep and eating. Sometimes you're so you have to decide where I'm going to eat. Am I going to sleep? Oh, Which yeah. one of these am I going to do? One well, or the other for me. <laughs> right. You like sometimes one or the other. But what happens is if you're hungry, you really hangry is a thing. Snickers mm-hmm. made that up. But that's a real life if you hangry, you moody. Well, if I'm well, moody, anybody who got a Tyler, no. Right. I don't want to be bothered with you <laughs> when I'm like that. But the same thing, anyone who has a Tyler, no. The crankiness of a sleepy child. Yep. Mm-hmm. What makes you think as an adult you any different? Mm-hmm. You cranky. That's you both <laughs> cranky. He cranky, she cranky, y'all cranky. <laughs> and so two cranky people trying to ha- lay in bed and have sex together. How? It ain't, it ain't about to happen. <laughs> Frankie I'm going to have an attitude. We're going to have cranky sex. <laughs> right. Kinky, I'm on cranky no. sex. Right. But that's my point is like all of it goes into. So when you talk about what's different, the relationship is different. So are we, we need to figure out when's the best time. Like it may not even be the nighttime sex anymore. It might be we after a nap sex. I don't know. Because <laughs> if we sleepy, we're not going to be really trying to feel yeah. each other because we sleepy. Um, that matters. Also, your body. How do you feel in your body? What are you telling yourself about mm. your body? That, that, is, that was a big one for me. Yeah. Like, I came from being this track athlete, super fit woman to excess skin. I just was never used That's to having it and just getting used to my body and being okay with it. Girl, forget that part. I thought something was wrong with my vajayjay. Um, <laughs> that thing felt like Hurt. It, that was a crater, okay? No, no. How about when you go to use the bathroom and it feel like your <laughs> hand get lost? I thought it was wipe? a crater down there. <laughs> and then when I realized, okay, it's not a crater. It's just all in my head. I was like, oh, shoot. It's hurt worse than the first time. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. It yeah. took like a couple attempts. And I was like, okay, I'm sorry, you're all worked up, but it's not happening today. It's yeah, not happening today. Hurts. And that's so, like, right, there's physical body changes mm. from, yes, the vaginal walls, lubrication, all of that, because a lot of that is affected by hormones. Mm. So, right, you have you just produced a, a human being. Like, we talk about a baby. I'm like, y'all, we produce human beings. That's a big deal. And it came a out and destroyed everything it's along with no human being. <laughs> like no matter what though, like your body has a lot of hormones and a lot that goes into and it's something like we don't I think oftentimes it's very easy to take for granted what it's like to carry a human being. Yeah. Unfortunately, but what I think where people when you have something medically that starts to happen, you realize, wow, there's a lot. Something for me that was just really I um I started having heart palpitations when I was pregnant with the twins. And I mean, it used to freak me out. Like I felt like, okay, am yeah. I about to have a heart attack? Am I about to die? Like if you know anything about black maternal health, you'd be like, wait I'm a minute, I don't I don't wanna die. And what the doctor simply said, she was like, You're producing two babies. Your body is producing more blood right now. So your heart wow. is working a little bit harder because of all the blood that is flowing. And I was like, guess that makes sense but like something like we mm-hmm. just don't take for gr- we take for granted i'm pregnant and what does that mean gotcha. well like even once you have that baby like all that stuff gotta shift back <laughs> and it takes time and it takes time and i don't think i think once people hear the six week mark of like that idea of six weeks to have sex they think they didn't shift it back in six weeks ain't nothing shifted back in six weeks other than you can have sex absolutely not it's just more so allowing your body to heal allowing some of the hormones to kind of slow down but like i said if you're breastfeeding if you had any medical conditions then all that stuff is still quite high Mm. Mm. in six weeks it hasn't totally gone back to normal okay wow so like 
for me, that six-week market, and I, I was thinking, so I think after my son, in my mind, I'm like, okay, this is six weeks. So when we hit the six weeks, I'm going to be ready. And six weeks came, and I wasn't ready. Absolutely but then I had not. a friend <laughs> who was like, six weeks? You was able to wait that long? And I was like, what you mean, girl? She's like, oh, yeah, I wasn't able to make it. I said, Lord, <laughs> yeah, bless you. <laughs> How is that possible? I love it. I love when a woman says that they can't because that also very, I mean, that's like, I don't know if you've ever heard some women be like when they're pregnant, they're just more aroused. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah, I'm that ready. was so me. They was like, you hear women be like, I'm just ready. Honestly, it's just a difference in hormones, amount of progesterone, estrogen, things like that is being produced, testosterone, all that stuff that is, is produced and your hormones that it takes and some women it it is they are there's way it works there's higher and it worked and i can't even say that what's higher or lower but in their favor it didn't decrease their sex drive it actually increased their sex drive Mm -hmm. and the same thing happens post baby whatever levels that worked for them the way that and it's not there's nothing they did same Mm -hmm. way there's nothing you do to make your libido kind of decrease there's nothing Mm -hmm. you do in that sense that made it that makes one person just because, like, yeah. you're pregnant and they're like, oh, while I'm pregnant, I am always ready. They didn't do that anything. I, Their body are you just listening, y'all. It. Y'all need to listen to this part. This is big yeah. because I do think sometimes we're like, well, if I just got the mood exact right and I, you know, I know I feel confident. I mean, it just, just know. Give yourself some grace. Yes. Give you, yourself some grace. There is definitely, there's parts and things that you can do to increase parts of desire but like i said it's a very complex issue it's not a one it's not just how you feel in your body it's not just did we have an argument it's not just my mind and emotion some of this is literally chemical we're talking the biological parts of Mm. this the chemicals that's being produced the progesterone the estrogen the testosterone all that stuff that is produced we don't control what that level looks like (laughs) our body does what it needs to do yeah and it goes high low and those things can literally change moment to moment like when you're pregnant you guys would hear things like hormone surges Mm -hmm. and like that's why like even when you're pregnant you can take a person's blood at the different times and you every time they're expecting your numbers to double because but you aren't doing anything like you're not in a room doing jumping jacks and because you did (laughs) jumping jacks your hormones went up it didn't work that way. Your yeah. body did what it needed to. And so I think we get caught up in the there's always something we can do. And there's we can't control that part. There's parts we can't control. We can set the mood. We can have smells. There's touch. We can be nice. If you need me to wash the dishes, take care of the baby. <laughs> yeah, there's those things that can happen. But there's a, another part that we have no control over. So in the in the process of waiting to those hormones and stuff levels out, what what do you recommend for women? Like, because here's what happens. I hear this all the time. Like, I just don't understand why I can't do it. He doesn't understand why I don't want to do it. And I don't know what to do. And then it causes more friction mm-hmm. instead of like, let's work through this. So like, what do you do in that sense? So nine out of 10, once again, sex is not just about sex. So what is happening in the non-sex moments? Mm. Mm. What is so like, right, is it because did y'all try and it didn't happen? Is it even in that time, is there no touching, no cuddling, no like, lean, like, or is there more fighting? There's more arguing. There's more distance. There's lack of, like, what's happening in the non-sex moment? So when, even when people are like, well, I just don't understand, sex ain't just about sex. So what's happening in the non-sex moment? That's good. Partners, are you listening? <laughs> Figure out what what you're doing before then, after then, yeah, all that day. Stuff matters. Like I'm glad you touched on that, and I think it comes to communication too, though. Yeah, being I'm able to it. communicate to your uh, your partner, your spouse. Like, look, this a lot of time in the day. You want to wait till midnight. <laughs> Need and you to figure it and out. so like so here, <laughs> let me give you let okay so let's start talking the tips and the tricks. Okay, there's a whole bunch of tips and tricks here. So one, you kind of, a lot of people get caught in the I want it to be spontaneous. Let me help you out. And them first three years of a baby, <laughs> it may not be spontaneous. If you got to schedule some is. stuff, you got to schedule some stuff. <laughs> if you schedule everything else in your life, what makes you think you're not gonna schedule sex? Hello. Put it in the calendar. Remember our sex plan episode, ladies. If you didn't, go back and listen to it. We talk about Just scheduling it. 
and a uh, and tongue sticking out on your and calendar. A peach on your calendar. Well, you know? see that, and so like, but here's the thing with that: if you already kind of know, we have a general day, a general plan, a general idea. Because like I said, it is for people sometimes a mental process, and they need to be able to get themselves ready mentally. So that means I need to get the kids to bed early. I need to make sure the dinner's done. I need to make sure you got your whole to do list. Well, if you know it's going down that day, your responsibility, ladies, is to make sure as much of that to-do list is handled and or put on the side. Mm-hmm. Okay, so delegate. Yeah, like that day, the to-do list can't be the priority because, real talk, you can't just have your partner out here waiting. <laughs> and, and waiting and waiting and you look up and it's been like six months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that will happen. It will. Oh, it that will. Happen. And it will sneak up on you. You don't even know. You're like, wait, when was the when last time? Uh, I can't remember and the so, date. <laughs> and here's the thing. Now, there's real parts of things that were some people possibly can't have sex, whether it's vaginal dryness, medical issues, and there's things. But sex is, there is more ways than just, quote, inter- penetrative intercourse. Okay, yes, let's talk is. about that. Yes, it is. Well, I just mean, <laughs> just like, I'm just saying, discovery. like, there's just more things than penetrative intercourse. Well, like, one, first for ladies, if you don't know, most women do not typically orgasm through penetrative intercourse. You have to have typically actual Say stimulation it. of the clitoris. Of the yes. So, so therefore, you, I mean, and right, that doesn't mean you have to masturbate. Your partner can help. But you have, like, typically the average woman does not always orgasm through penetrative intercourse. So there is often yeah. other form of stimulation. There's toys. There's games. There's all ways you can make that happen. So just because you have no ability, I'm like, excuse, years old a, excuse, and Alana. No, and we were just experimenting, and I was like, it's a total different oh ball my game. God. I have neglected myself for years. Well, no, let me. Let, this is society tells us, and TV says, oh. There's penetrative intercourse, and that's how you orgasm, and that's. But if you really look at the woman's body, how it was designed, and what often it takes, that's the, the research shows that most women don't <laughs> orgasm penetrative. <laughs> Not saying you that you can't never and you knew don't. That yeah, right. But that it's just saying that it usually also needs more stimulus because the clitoris. In that sense, the clitoris is the shaft, it's the head of the penis. Yeah. So because the head gotcha. of the penis mm-hmm. is getting stroked, it tends to stimulate well enough to orgasm. Well, in if the in penetration. penetration, the clitoris may not be getting stimulated to the ability that it needs to get stimulated. So you may right. not orgasm. Or it may and take you a may long not time. Yeah. So like <laughs> And I say that to be like, because sometimes when you look up and it's six months and you still may not want to, three months you still, right, there's things like cuddling. There's things like, and oftentimes a lot of people say it's they miss the touch of their partner. Mm. It's not just the sex. It's the complete disconnection. Yeah. So it's not real. just that we haven't laid down and have sex. It's like usually you probably don't kiss as much as you used to. You don't no, cuddle as much. <laughs> right. You don't cuddle as much. You don't physically. You know, sometimes you would sit down and stroke the back of your boo's yeah. head or rub their knee. You don't do any of that. And so it's not that they're just saying they miss sex. They miss the physical connection. They miss the touch. And that does not always just mean sex. And I think sometimes women we miss that and Uh we automatically think uh sex and we forget the other stuff the touch like right you used to be in a car and you may put your hand on their leg or when they drive Mm -hmm. and rub the back of their head you don't do that anymore Mm -hmm. so they're not getting the physical touch that they and humans bond through physical touch that is why when you first have your baby they skin to skin there are things that your body connect literally a connection that is being built well, that's the same thing with your partner. There is a connection in physical touch. Hell, you don't have to have sex. You can lay in bed naked. Choking. Who says you got to get, who says you got to <laughs> always put, and I think, right, well, what if the baby get up? Then I got to put, my, yes, you got to put your clothes on. You got to do that extra steps. <laughs> and you're going to have to put your clothes <laughs> I on. I don't really like, a person that don't like sleeping naked, but you know. But like, <laughs> it's the idea of, okay, we can't, for whatever reason, you may not be able to have sex, right? Like I said, the hormones, your mood may not be back, but even something to help get your mood back is physical touch. So uh, lay in bed naked yeah. so that your body can yeah. start to feel the warmth of each other. And actually there is a connection that is built in skin to skin 
Thus, gotcha. we skin to skin with our babies. This sounds like skin you retraining your body yeah. again. You or are relearning it. Should you I are. say it? Like, yeah, that's hey, cool. here we are. Okay, well, let's start back at ground zero. It's not back just when you was doing stuff you ain't had no business doing. <laughs> you used to touch a lot before you got to the, and to like, the D. Right. And I mean, right, everyone knows, right, you have your options of oral sex, anal sex, and things like that. But here's the other part if you even don't. That ain't your thing. You got hand jobs. You got toys. You got other options. Like, it doesn't just have to be about C-ring. penetrative. Right. Um, I mean, if you guys haven't <laughs> been to any of the sex toys parties or any of the mm-hmm. have them. There's lots of toys and gadgets out there. You know what? I'm doing. And I said, um, <laughs> let me know. I'll connect you. I got a few people that, uh, yeah. But it's the idea that, like, Right. I'm not 100% in the mood. I don't always feel like having sex. I'm worried about the sex being painful, and I'm going to come back to that in a second. All of that. Well, then, you don't have to have sex to help that person feel connected to you, to feel desire. Mm. There's other things you can do, such as oral sex, hand jobs, toys, play some games. And you'll be amazed, though, at sometimes just in doing that for them, your libido is increasing for yourself because you're if you allow your mind to physically be present. That's a lot of women's other issue. Ooh. We not present. I had to start Honey. praying before we had sex, and just my prayer was, "Lord, clear my mind." So I, I had to, I had to pray here. too because my mind was thinking about I'm breastfeeding, this milk about to come out my boobs. The baby <laughs> Which means might you're not cry. Present. We really got, we only got like two minutes. It's about to hurt. I'm like. Girl, you done talked yourself out yep. before you did anything. Absolutely. <laughs> you 100% have talked yourself out of And it. I'm pretty sure that's why it hurt even worse because yep. mentally I'm like, you cl- oh, you cl- shoot. Oh, so right. That's what I said. Anxiety. It's just like delivering well, a baby when they tell you to relax. It's the reason they tell you to relax. So all the above. So right. The vagina at the end, the vagina at the end of the day, y'all can't see what I'm doing, but at the end of the day, the vagina is actually a muscle. So if you think of, if you have muscle tension in your neck and your back and you tighten up, so when you become tense, you tighten your vagina, your vaginal walls tighten. Mm -hmm. And so, right, you are tense. So it's just like any other muscle in your body. When, if you don't relax it, you are going against it. And so it becomes even painful. But not only that, once you're tense, you're also Stopping your brain from producing the chemical to help with vaginal wetness. Girl. So then you are, are it's not your here's I mean right. Vaginal at the end moistness. Of the day, yes, you need to be moist. <laughs> like I mean at the, the end of the word. day, you need to at the end of the day, you need to ha- if you have vaginal dryness and tension because you're thinking and you're not in your head, you're not allowing your body to do what it needs to do to help create more moisture and lubrication. You need the lubrication so that way. And then sometimes that's why also when as women get older or have different hormones, sometimes you do need a lubricant and it's because you're not producing enough. You, so you, um, and let me be very clear when you go with lubricants, don't go get those ones that have flavors and all that stuff. Same that thing. is sugar and stuff in your body that mm-hmm. does not, that causes infections. You want to go something that is like a water base and not an oil base because all of that will create infection. But if you do need a lubricant, there are good lubricants out there because sometimes your body isn't producing enough. And that will be painful if you keep trying to force it. And what happens is muscle memory. If you try to force it this time and it's painful, what happens the next time? Your mind and your body is going, oh, crap, it's going to hurt again the next time. So what do you do the next time? You tighten up more, you become more tense, and you anticipate pain. Your body doesn't produce the lubrication, and it hurts again. Muscle memory, you keep doing it over and over. And so until you tell your body that it's okay to relax and have an enjoyable experience, and if you put lubricant so that way the glide is easier, muscle memory, oh, it's not painful. It can feel it could slide in. <laughs> I mean, but it's the idea. It is muscle memory. It's yeah. just like a muscle. So it can tense. It can tighten. It has memory. So it can have bad memory or it can have good memory. So you want to wow. create as many good memory experiences as possible. And so we kind of have to get out of our way and be like, do we need to use a lubricant? And be honest. Do, and be Cause honest. Because let's be real. He know. When p- people, he know. But people will tell you, like, because yeah. they're especially... I know a lot of women like, 
I don't need that because my body blah blah blah. And it's like then you start to feel subconscious, like what's wrong with me? Why why I need it? And now that I'm older, I realize this is pretty. You should have it regardless, and and just use it. It's horrible. Like I said, it is a hormone. If we could, some women actually. When they have right before their period, some women become more aroused before, and their desires higher. Yeah. It's the exact <laughs> same. Why? It's the exact. Co- we're, it's the same thing I'm talking about. We don't control our hormones, so your hormones are increasing. It's getting ready to drop those eggs. It's getting ready for fertility. So you your arousal oh is higher. So you are I don't better. Want my baby's cheese. <laughs> Well, there's things you can do to hopefully <laughs> that not happen and that doesn't. But that's that idea that like if if at the end of the day we could control our hormones, y'all, we would turn it up and down when and how we needed to. Like but switch. we don't. <laughs> so we have to be okay with sometimes it's not a, I'm not in control of the hormones, but one, the thought process behind it, because our thoughts affect so much how our body responds. The mind and body is so connected. And so that's why if you are thinking a bunch of anxious thoughts, you're in your head, not in the moment, your vagina will respond. The vulva is like, uh-uh, we ain't, you ain't <coughs> even thinking about me right now. I yeah. ain't produce, I'm not going to do what you need me to do. You ain't doing what I need you to do. So, like, we got to own that. Get out yeah. your head. Get in the experience. And that's why, like, connection matters. Love matters. Definitely post-baby because you are relying on that connection and that other stuff to help produce what you need to for an enjoyable experience. End of the day, also, you don't have no lubricant. Hey, oral sex is a great lubricant. Yes, it penetration. Is. Um, you can't. Sure. Stim- <laughs> kids wear stimulation, masturbation, toys. If you can't, if you're not, don't have lubricant on you, your body will respond. So my question is, how do you introduce? So say you've never did any of these things before. You never had to use lubricant. You never used toys. How do you introduce or have that conversation with your partner? Hey, I'm thinking about this because sometimes I've heard men, especially feel self-conscious when women bring up conversations oh, about toys or or what, what what did I do wrong? Am I not pleasing you any Like, how do you make it not about them and that it's a us it's a thing? Us. So first of all, there's always rules to having sex conversations. I would not suggest having sex conversations in your bedroom if that is generally your primary place of sex. Um, I would not suggest having it around the time you just had sex or are about to have sex really because right if then that you just killed the mood oh but i mean the right after though because i'm like no right do that again (laughs) well (laughs) but then that also yes you could say something to that effect but even there be careful because then it's like well how was it the other times oh okay so you can't wait do you get what i mean like (laughs) you gotta be careful but the idea is you want to have open and honest conversations and this is where everybody has to be careful where their ego like and you so how do you bring it up and how do you have it is be like hey like i know well hopefully if it was good hey you know what i just kind of wanted to say you know what last night or yesterday it was great and this you you know and right Mm -hmm. help because it's that whole concept of like you want to give them some good Uh uh-huh you need to drop a little something <laughs> <laughs> and then come back with something good. That whole sandwich method. Yeah. yeah. So like, yeah, you banged, you knocked it out the park. Yes, that was great. You know, have we, maybe we want to change some things up. Yeah, don't do that add. again. Don't do that part <laughs> again. Yep, you'd be like, but I also kind of want to know, like, mm, this didn't work for me too much. It, I didn't really, I didn't want to say anything in the moment because we was in the moment, but I didn't really like this. Mm-hmm. And Or, and you want to introduce something. Hey, I was thinking... Can we try something like this? Considering Valentine's Day is tomorrow, a great thing is to always, this is a great place, Valentine's Day, birthdays, anniversaries, and not only just like big anniversary, like the first time we introduce it then. So buy a little toy and be like, hey. (laughs) Buy a toy and be like, hey, like let's try something different for Valentine's Day. Okay. Um, Okay. Let's try a surprise gift. That's a good idea. Yeah, a surprise gift. So like birthday. I'm about to go there, y'all. What you about to go? Be careful now because I I ain't ending out. (laughs) (laughs) You might need need to. 
Okay, so I have heard you just talked about well, not just, but we talked about how women generally orgasm through their with their clit- clitoris. Mm-hmm. Yes, men. Mm-hmm. I've read and seen that their G spot is in their butts. <laughs> <laughs> how did you go from my question about <laughs> how to introduce? Because there's toys. I'm just out confused. There. How I said, there how do we introduce this in the conversation? And you're like, like okay, anal. now that we introduced it briefly, let's talk about where they're <laughs> like what. Because oh, there are I love my co-host <laughs> that will stimulate that in her and him. Yes, him. you are right. And there are I'm you just named like for him and hers, but okay. No, like to there say it without are, saying it. There, so this is a sensitive topic, male and female. So anal in general, anal anything for people can be very sensitive. Understatement. Um, very, very <laughs> sensitive. Um, right. <laughs> but, and so I say that to be like, if you have a partner who in general is sexually open, you can have certain conversations. But also, you also have to be mindful, statistically, who has if had some kind of sexual assault. Mm. Male or female. And oftentimes, one of those areas that very much can trigger somebody mm-hmm. See, it's anal why we had to have the so you gotta be careful before you just start I'm not even saying like even I have so friends that are male. like I wanna try this with my husband and I was like I think you might need to slow down or you just need to have the conversation or already know Yeah. like do you know your partner has your partner ever experienced any sexual trauma and this is male and female so like males do you know if your girl has ever had any trauma and if so like you want to be careful not to trigger mm-hmm. and so anal sometimes oral are sometimes oral and anal are very often triggers for people and it's not even a trigger as if maybe something happened that way but oftentimes like right people talk about people oh you anal sex you do this and Mm -hmm. then so now like in her mind is she thinking well i'm a whore or um because i and this is where males if i liked the stimulation which yes male can be stimulated and not be gay Mm mm-hmm but I think sometimes that is a trigger thought that the two go together synonymously. Gotcha. That if I enjoy any anal stimulation, that I'm gay, I'm soft, I'm yeah. weak. And so you have to be very careful around that. Like, sex is powerful, and we like to try to downplay it a lot to sometimes, like, oh, mm-hmm. just get. But there's a lot that is wrapped up into it the mental, the emotional parts of it. And so. Yeah, you got to be careful with that stuff. You ain't trying. <laughs> you're not trying no, to. Don't just be like, flip over. I got well, something like, for you. You're right. <laughs> and, and, yeah, I'm, you I'm just bringing this be up careful. because I know people who are trying to spice up their marriage, spice up their sex life, and. And they said they were just going to try it and not talk I, about it? That's a dang, well, so like, that's yes. a slippery well, slope. She, the, you, actually, she was going to do it just like, just like you said. Like, it was his birthday or it's well, his no, Valentine's no, no. Day. But <laughs> even that is the pre-work behind. Like, if you're going to birthday, <laughs> I, this is where I'm like, Can I you don't know this person. You can't right. be scaring them like that. At some point you in time in the relationship, out. I hope you have asked, hey, do, how do you feel about, like, you know how yeah. do you feel about x y and z not when you're about to do it not days or weeks but like and know who you with and so before you spicing it up you know like if you've ever tried to touch something they like <laughs> not gonna flip out <laughs> and you about to get done you i want to see what happened was right. I, we ain't gonna talk about it right but, that but makes sense I'll, that's helpful though because that goes back to my original question about yeah. introducing new things and toys because not everybody is gonna be comfortable yeah, you should have you had that a long want time to ago though like you should have had some of these conversations pre about to introduce something new but just like i mean general the same way you have relationship talk to know the status of the relationship <laughs> mm-hmm. you should know the status of your sex life yeah so we ain't talking about the number count y'all no 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 Ooh. no we we're talking, talking about, about like <laughs> is it working for you like couples that are together for a long time a reason why they're trying to spice it up is because they've gotten to a mundane pattern mm-hmm. gotcha someone has potentially gotten lazy 
or someone is just kind of like laissez-faire and it's like (laughs) come on let's just get it done like women got to be careful because sometimes in their mind like you said if they aren't orgasms they like can we hurry up and get because it's taking too long can we hurry up and get this done over with or can you hurry up and finish so da 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 so you got to be careful so when i say you're having relation you're having relationship talking you should be having sex talk like how how are we there in that department? Are you feeling like yeah. we needing something more? Are we good? Are you are we lacking? Do we need do you feel like we need to spice it up? And like it's the same types of conversation you like right ladies when we have a problem, we have no problems bringing up mm-hmm. issues. You not communicating, you not touch, you not doing <laughs> this, you not we we quick to relationship talk. Yeah, we are. We got to be careful. Are we also sex talking? And that's like, hey, you good? Are we good? Like, are we missing something? Are you missing something? And kind of same way we like, we don't want to hurt their feelings. We got to be careful not to let our feelings get hurt because they'd be like, well, no, I wish we would a little (laughs) bit more. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then you go, you're like, well, what you mean? Do you know I got this, 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 and this? Here's one thing I... Here's one thing I always shut your face. I always tell women, and I would say being married, and I think I was in like a group of couples, and my husband had brought this point up. He was like, if and he he's like, this is a very stereotypical type thing, but just think of it this way: if a woman, if her husband walked around for a whole two weeks and didn't say nothing to her, nothing, no communication. Did what he's supposed to. She would have the funkiest attitude. Yeah. Mm. But why is it okay for a woman to not touch, not kiss, no sex, no nothing? Ooh. Zero. And he not have an attitude. Ooh. Ooh. She done read everybody listening life. Okay. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but, like, that concept <laughs> that women, we can... Cause we Breathe make an excuse him. like we I'm can. Tired, I, I'm baby. tired. I got this. I got, you got that. These kids. Ain't nobody got time for that. I've heard yeah. it so many times. And so I've said it. But, <laughs> but that concept that women can give the reasons. It's here. This is a very. I'm gonna put this out there. This is a. It's a heterosexual concept, but then it also it works in both of the idea that. Very often, men experience love and connection through physical touch, mm-hmm. through sex. That's They feel connected to their partner. That is how they experience love. When you talk love languages, that is oftentimes a high. Like, And it's, I actually have that. Well, when you have a woman's love language, if he were to completely not give her her love language, she's not experiencing love. Right. It's withholding love. So if you are not having sex, regardless of the reasons, you are withholding love. Oof. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. That's you so are deep. saying, I am not providing you love. Mm. Ooh. That's real deep. It's very deep. We both look like we're about to cry. Know, <laughs> we need to get our lives together. I'm withholding love. But no, like, hand. we yeah. can come up with all the reasons not to have sex. Yeah. And feel completely justified. Absolutely. Completely. Completely. And, and then got, a, got, got the nerve this, to be this, like, this, bet you say something. And I wish you wouldn't bring <laughs> it up again. Exactly. But let's say whatever your love language is, whatever it is, if they 100% withheld it for justifiable reasons, mm-hmm. does the justification outweigh the means of you not getting your love? Oh, Jesus. She just slayed us. (laughs) Okay, we're not inviting you back anymore. I'm just kidding. So this is why not everybody can handle my therapy style. Because I'm like, like, let's kind of. We was cool. (laughs) (laughs) See, I thought she was on our side. You were supposed to be on my team. You wasn't supposed to put it out there. But I'm just saying, like, is it okay to. And it's not. It's really. Justified. It's not. It's not okay. And so I'm hearing a lot of things that we learned in this conversation. We have to be open-minded to looking at sex differently. It's not always penetration. We have to be understanding that our bodies are going through changes and transitions. So grace. Throughout years. (laughs) Um, Years. Years. (laughs) Um, So just giving yourself some grace. And then we have to be considerate. And communicate. And communicate. With our bodies too, yeah. Because <laughs> that, I mean, nope. that's real. That that 
that to me like sums up everything like mm-hmm. we because women i hear all the time like he don't understand well we don't understand girl yeah we really we don't give them no credit it's like we it's almost portrayed like they're attacking us they don't appreciate they don't you understand and as we, a machine and we don't even give them a little bit of love and grace like shoot he not feeling love too like but yet you expect him to do all the stuff that you need from him when he's getting no love oh jesus on that no i'm done I'm, she done slayed me huh <laughs> i'm done slayed <laughs> slayed i'm tapped hey thank you so much I, um now this is something i just came up with and i see it doesn't even know but is there some type of challenge that we can um, help for, for our couples or singles. Yes, because tomorrow is the day. Yeah, is there <laughs> what kind of challenge can we come up with them to kind of help them get back to loving themselves and loving each other? Because sex isn't just about sex. What I would encourage every couple to do is: can you, for fifteen minutes, every single day, and starting with Valentine's Day, have an uninterrupted honest conversation Mm. no kids no phones no tv no friends no nothing look each other in the eye and just spend the moments having the honor honest conversations that you used to have when you first fell in love wow you got to bring the connection back bring the love back and often it used to be uninterrupted and we can very much use kids and family and busyness as a justification to not pour into our partners and into ourselves. Mm. So my challenge would be 10, 15 minutes, even if it's at the butt crack of dawn, (laughs) in the (laughs) middle of the night when both people are awake with the baby, can you give each other 15 minutes of uninterrupted, hey, hi you, I love you, this is what I like about you, we doing all right. They got me all in my feels. I'm about to go hug my husband. <laughs> <laughs> I was mad, but now I'm not. I love him. <laughs> he cute. <laughs> so where can our listeners find you? And um, if you're in the Columbus area specifically, where can they find you? And if you're not, how can they find you? Um, well, everyone can find me on meadowsllc.com. That's M-E-A-D-O-W-S-L-L-C.com. The business is Meadows Counseling. Um, You can find me on Facebook at Meadows Counseling. Um, And I do trainings. I do speaking engagements in addition to couples. So right now, um, doing a lot more trainings for companies and people and speaking and keynote, those types of things. Um, So you can find me on my website to connect. I'm actually putting a speakers page together right now, so that should be up in about a month. So awesome. if you want, okay, we will link it when you yep. ready. Send us the link, and we'll and link so it in you our can show find notes. Find me there. Always send me. Um, you and you can even email me through the website, and I everything comes to me or Facebook as well. Awesome. So Thank you so much for this conversation. You have been a joy. You learned. I didn't learn something. You learned something. Learned. I didn't learn something. <laughs> okay. You didn't learn me. She something. didn't preach yes. the word today. Ooh. Okay. Save to sanctified. Oh, okay. Amen. Amen. I need a process first. Okay. <laughs> but yes, thank you so much. This is so dope and so helpful. All right. This is CSC. I'm Alana P. And we are Real Moms too.